Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Could it be? Right off the top, 644-9875. We have two pairs of Air Church tickets to give away today. Two pair. The first one we're giving away right now. Caller number three, 644-9875. It is Beamaz and Beamer, and we like to start the show with a gift. So if you'd like to see Eric Church, call right now. Caller number three. Remember, Eric Church in town September 25th. If you do not win, you can get tickets. They go on sale at 10 o'clock right after this show at ericchurch.com. Good morning, Brian. Sweet way to start the show, yeah. Joe. <laughs> You're giving away stuff. A nice little present. That's right. I got my present uh, in the mail, actually, yesterday. You got some tickets? Uh, I got a uh, kind of a ticket. Um, uh, tolls by mail. I got my toll by mail in the mail. Ooh. And I uh, I love it. I I love it so much because it's just hilarious to look back at tolls by mail and the cashless tolling and everything that was said about it before. Yeah. And how it's playing out right now. So the idea is nice. You know, the idea you're going to take away the toll booth. Okay, we'll just no send backup, you the toll no bill in the mail. And the hope is that it's going to be cheaper, right? I mean, there's no one working at the toll booth. All there is is a big metal stick, you oh, know, yeah. looks at your license plate, takes a picture of my car, as I have right here. And, you know, that's it should be cheaper. It was actually said by everybody that it's going to be less expensive. Right. So, much to my surprise... When I get my uh, toll bill in the mail, I don't drive on the thruway a lot. Uh, this was actually for one trip I took. I drove my grandmother to get her COVID vaccine. You're so kind. We, I know. Um, call me uh, St. Brian. Um, we went to the Blaisdell. You did your duty as an American. We did the Blaisdell uh, Wegman. So you have to drive on the thruway for, what would you say, a minute? Yeah, the told, <laughs> the told portion. Yeah. Yeah. A minute 15 to, uh, you know, go from the barrier to where you get off. You could have gotten off at the 219 and avoided the toll. But go on. I could have. I could have. <laughs> but, you know, this was a little bit more of a direct route. You're running behind. And you have no easy pass. You have a timed appointment. No. Just no. to set the stage. You no, have no easy pass. No easy pass. 
So that toll is, is usually 15 cents. Right. And what happened before tolls by mail? Uh, I was, you know, you know what's easy, actually, is rolling down your window. Here's 15 cents. That's pretty easy. You know what's not easy is getting something in the mail. You're waiting, and then you have to send something back. That's right. a little more it's difficult. a longer process it than is, throwing 15 cents at I'm, you know, coming around to that, that it is. So my 15-cent toll now costs $2.17. Actually, it cost two dollars and uh, seventy-two cents because a stamp is fifty-five cents. So when I mail it back in, I have to include my stamp. No stamp provided by the state. No stamp. Uh, so we're almost paying three dollars to take a one-minute trip on the uh, throughway to get the COVID vaccine. You're paying three dollars as the state has a now cheaper way of collecting <laughs> I, those tolls. <laughs> no, it's nothing got cheaper. It was. You can pay the same as you always have if you have an easy pass. For everyone else, it's going to become more expensive. The toll itself is more expensive. Then there's the fee that they put on there. And uh, then, of course, you got to stamp it to mail it in. And also, easy pass is not the easiest thing to own either. We've had this discussion off the air because you could have $10 left in your easy pass and they could go, hey, you know what? We're going to take another $25 out. We saw your account was getting a little low. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, I could I could go to my tollsbymailny.com and pay it a little bit easier. It would actually save me more money, $0.55. Cents. But I is there something about, is this on uh, me that, and somebody just texted in, go online and save the stamp. I, I realize I can do that. Right. It says it right here on the thing they mailed me. Yes. I want them to have to process my check, and I want to write a check for two dollars. You don't want something, send it in and have to have somebody open it up. And something get that they money. made more difficult for you. You don't want to make any part of this easier yes, on them. That is a hundred percent my <laughs> attitude now. I want. I wish I could mail nickels in the. Uh, that would cost more than fifty-five cents. But that was my uh, present. We give you something better with those Eric Church tickets to start the show. But, I. Yeah. You know. As someone who has an Easy Pass, and I have my issues with Easy Pass, it, it makes no sense that because you don't have an Easy Pass, you literally have to pay two dollars more yeah. than I do. The idea to go is a minute down the street. It almost works like an Easy Pass. If you can see the license plate, you know exactly who it goes to. You know why even well, need an Easy Pass? Yeah, send me an email, and uh, you know whatever the toll was, we'll the, get it there. And those tolls are going up now for everybody, even those with an Easy Pass. I believe at the end of this month. Yeah, well, I mean, I can drive, once you cross the border into Pennsylvania, you drive all the way to Pittsburgh, and that's yeah. well, uh, one on, minute. On <laughs> some would hours. say, a nicer road. <laughs> yeah, in a lot of spots, that might be the case. Hey, you might have heard this in uh, one of the Bloomberg reports, but want to get it out there, that there is a recall on some kitty smoke detectors. Um, kitty recalls uh, a little over a quarter of a million smoke alarms. Uh, and this is the quote, because they can fail to alert consumers to a fire. I mean, can't you just say they don't work? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the whole point of a smoke alarm right there? The the smoke detector alerts you if there's smoke or a fire. If it's not doing that, it's no longer <laughs> it's a smoke broken. detector. <laughs> they can just say it's broken. It, it does not work um, at all. So, yeah, watch out for that. If you have a true sense smoke alarm, um, watch out and look that up and make sure that you don't have a recall product they have to watch out for. Do you don't know what kind of smoke detector right you have? Yes, because oh. I got uh, I have fancy ones. I have the Nest smoke oh, right. detector, and they're all connected to each other, and they're all connected to my phone. And we got this because we, we are a little paranoid about, you know, if there was ever a situation where there's something like that at our home, and, you know, we have dogs, and if we weren't home, 
we'd feel terrible about it. Oh, yeah. But now it alerts you on your phone anytime the smoke alarm goes off. And what in practice that does is uh, we have like a, a high ceiling on the first floor and where the smoke alarm is. I always set it off when I'm making something on the stovetop. Not much ventilation there. And so now on my phone, I can just silence the smoke alarm without having to <laughs> wave a rag in front of it and do that kind of crazy yeah, we, thing. We, we've all been there. So that's my that's why I have the uh, the nice so, uh, so you fancy do, one. Because I was going to say, I'm, I, I couldn't tell you the kind of smoke detector that I have. I, I, I In any place I've ever lived, I wouldn't know the brand name. So you I never have, replaced a single one? They last 10 years. No. Well, I've never owned a place where I've lived. That's so. Okay. <laughs> But so somebody else, does, but they do get replaced, right? You're not like with a 30 year old smoke detector. You know what? Since moving out of my parents' house, I've never been in the same place for long enough to yeah. see if it gets replaced. So, well, hopefully it's, <laughs> you might want to check up on that. Anyways, uh, we're uh, talking a little bit about the reopening of, and you know, it's something that's been an ongoing theme here. Uh, but there's been so much new news right this week about what you can do in Very reopening. Very eventful week. Uh, major. Uh, announcements right on reopening and being able to do all this except when you look at the details it just gets more and more confusing, confusing yeah. right by uh what it is it started off with the, an announcement about baseball on the same time just hours after the blue jays announced they're going to be playing games and this by the way will kind of show you this is a great illustration of stuff that's been going on throughout the course of the last year where people in the industry have no idea when a rule is going to change. Because the Blue Jays announced they're going to play in Buffalo, announced that it's going to be 24% capacity due to all the distancing requirements. Everybody is going to have to either prove a vaccination or have a negative COVID test to go into the ballpark. An hour later, the governor announces that, oh, all those rules where you just announced and you uh, made this nice little website to spell out how people can, can uh, get in, they might not apply, and they won't apply by the time you play in Buffalo. So that's basically an illustration of how it's gone across the board in every industry. That They have no idea when these rules are going to change and, and what's going to happen. And you started talking about baseball, but then this kind of opened up for everybody else. Vaccinated people can have up to 100% capacity inside of a ballpark, inside of a section. That's vaccinated only. Unvaccinated have to have, you don't have to have a test anymore. And I'm pretty sure this is just for stadiums. I, or, yeah. or, I you know, it's confusing to what you did and didn't need the test for. Um, but you have to have still six feet of distancing. It doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, you still have to wear a mask, even if you're vaccinated and in a vaccinated only section in Outside, an outdoor ballpark. Yes. That's the part I don't understand. It, it's still the holding on to the mask mandate in a vaccinated section. Which makes it sound like they don't believe the vaccine works. It, it, that's how people are that's taking it. That's how I'm it. taking it. Um, but that's, that's the rule. You still have to wear a mask in your vaccinated section. I have a question for you because you're a bigger baseball fan than I am. I am a more of a leisurely baseball fan. When I go to a baseball game, I'm less interested in the game and just more interested in the laid-back atmosphere and experience in the whole thing, I you know, I could, if they implemented this, and there's still no word on how this is going to impact when the Blue Jays come here in June, if they're going to go ahead with 100% capacity in some sections 
and you know the uh, the third baseline is for <laughs> the unvaccinated section, and the other is I, for vaccinated. I feel a stadium of that size is going to have to either be all vaccine or stick to the twenty four. It's going to be tough too. Yeah. I mean, you can do upper or lower deck. Um, you can that's, do something like true. that. Uh, I, I don't know what they're going to do. They haven't made that announcement. But when it comes to baseball, and when I'm at a Bison's game or any game, I kind of like to have my space. Yeah. I might tell them, you know, hey, everyone has to wear a mask. I still have to wear a mask even what if I'm I in gaming? the vaccinated section. Yeah. Stick me with the unvaccinated people because that way I can have six feet around me where I, I don't have to worry about somebody sitting next to me. I do like it's the... So, it, it's like the luxury section. Yeah. <laughs> it kind I, of is. I, it's like George Costanza when he wanted to sit at the dugout so he could put his feet on the dugout and then fortunately he was a, a row back and he couldn't stretch out yes we have all that extra space when we were at the sabers game and there was no one in front of us I put my feet up you can put your feet on the on the seat in front of you i love doing that i, I, I throw I, my peanut shells on the ground without having to worry yes. about somebody else i like that I, I like having that extra room brian and you know hopefully i go see the mets in june i'll tell you i, I might take the uh, same approach you take wait i'm still with a mask and i'm gonna have people i don't know all over you know what yeah I'm going to sit in, I'm just going to say I'm unvaccinated and you can put me six feet apart in my own pod and uh, I'll enjoy my, my beverages and my peanuts. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's kind of how I was looking at that when it comes to the unvaccinated section. It's not, space. it's not just communication with the Blue Jays. This is Albany's talking to no one because you would think, oh, the Mets and Yankees, you know, big, that's the New York mm-hmm. City teams. I'm sure they had a heads up. No, because the Mets have put all their tickets for May on sale already. So the the Mets will not take advantage of the vaccinated versus unvaccinated until their June games. Uh, so the, the communication wasn't anywhere. It wasn't just missed here in Buffalo. We'll see what happens here in Buffalo when the tickets go on sale for the Blue Jays next week. Uh, those stadiums, by the way, they're still 33% capacity in, you know, if there's no proof of that. Va- you know, again, it gets really tricky because what is the actual capacity? It's 33% is the rule from the state without vaccinations. But then you compare that to a restaurant, which you still have to have the same distancing, but you're indoors and you're allowed to have 100% capacity. And masks are off. And for the most part, unless you're walking to the bathroom or something like that, your mask is off while you're at a restaurant and you're at your table and you're eating. And I was just at a restaurant. um, And aside from that whole thing, you know, putting your mask on when you're walking around or the... Uh, crazy, uh, you know, penalty box glass <laughs> that, you know, is all over the place where you're in your own little bubble, it looked like a normal time. And, you know, there were a lot of people in there. And I'm looking around and I'm thinking, this is by the letter of the law exactly what the state says can happen in here. And there's a lot of people there. I mean, there's hundred uh, over 100 people, well over 100 people in an indoor space. And yet the outdoor baseball stadium is 33% and everybody is spaced out. And when you think about it, it doesn't seem to make much sense. And then, Joe, you were telling me yesterday about, I didn't think of the timeline of putting it together. But when it comes (laughs) to the state fair and then the Broadway announcement that was made. Yeah, less than two weeks after the state fair. Remember, that's in late August. You can go 100% at a Broadway show. Now, I don't know if you've been to these theaters. It's just like a Shays. And Shays is a beautiful theater, don't get me wrong. But you're literally... smaller than Shays. Exactly. You're right on, you know, you're all on top of each other. They cram, you know, 1,000, 2,000 people, depending on the theater, into one space. But literally two weeks before that, in the huge New York State fairgrounds, only 50% of the time. We've got to make sure we keep people spaced 
outside in Syracuse. But in New York City, guess what? Let's cram Broadway shows. <laughs> so the end result is nothing makes sense, right? You know, how does this kind of add up when you look at the big picture? If you take one thing, sure, you know, 100% capacity for a Broadway show. It's going to take time to ramp up the production. We'll be able to put on a show by September. You can put people in the uh, theater. Great. Uh, but then you take it with what you just mentioned, Joe, and it's like, wait, what? So why is this outside big space, 50% capacity? So we are asking the lawmakers about that, as we do on WBEN. Our Mike Baggerman asked Karen McMahon. One of the things that just kind of boggles the mind of a lot of people, including our listeners that have been writing to us, they say, okay, I can go to the New York State Fair. That can run at 50% capacity, no problem. Two weeks later, they could go to a Broadway show indoors and it's 100% capacity. It's just kind of the, the logic on it kind of seems uh, out I there. I absolutely agree with you. <laughs> so I guess my question to you then, does the state legislature need to step in? Because you guys have the power to overrule. You know, we have the power, but we're not medical experts. You know, we really have to rely on the Department of Health and these things filter through the executive. I'm really not in a position to say, you know, we can open up uh, restaurants, gyms, theaters, you know, I really, I'm not a doctor, not a scientist, and so I really need to depend on the experts to do that. So I, I hesitate as a legislator to, legislator to, you know, step in and say, I know better than you. So there's uh, part one of Karen McMahon speaking with our Mike Baggerman, and this goes back, Joe, to something that we've said, I mean, a, a ton of times, right? When she's saying, I'm not a doctor, I'm, I hesitate to step in as a legislator, uh, and say that she knows any better. That is the role right. that she was elected to and that every elected official is elected to. And we've repeated this uh, a lot over the last few weeks that, you know, it is the role of doctors and uh, especially in the past year, infectious disease specialists to tell us what the risks are, how to best mitigate that risk. But it's the role of people and the people who are, entrusted and put in charge with lawmaking abilities by the people who are elected to make the risk-reward calculus and decide how much risk is worth taking to keep everything functioning. And you start off by saying that, well, none of these rules make sense, <laughs> which is fine for you know me or you to say. Right. But when it comes from somebody who has the ability to change that rule, you start wondering what's going on. Yeah, part of the body that has just now extended these rules and the power of the governor to extend these rules. But she's telling us that she doesn't want to make that decision because she's not an expert. Aren't all these rules supposed to be uh, influenced by doctors, by those who know what they're talking about? Well, we'll get to that in a second. Here's more of Karen McMahon. Similar question to that is that, of course, in New York State, we have about 47% of New Yorkers have at least one dose of the vaccine. Um, we know it's starting to slow down, but at what point do we say, okay, there's going to be some people that are going to flat out refuse and they have to take responsibility for whatever happens to them in that situation. At what point do we say, you know, we can get totally past this? You know, I don't really know the answer to the question. I, I know that uh, medical experts will say that herd immunity is somewhere between 70 and 80 percent, I believe. And I, I would, that, that's my goal. I would like to see it. 70 to 80 percent of Western New Yorkers vaccinated. And then I think I would feel safe for not just myself and my family, but for everybody. And that idea, it's, well, I, I'm not sure what the number is. I'm not, I mean, we've been at this for a year. We've had uh, many different other examples to look at around the country and around the world 
to still have this question of, you know, I don't know what the number is to uh, get to this point when other states are putting their own numbers on it. I, I don't know. And that, again, going back to that first point where, you know, I hesitate to step in as a legislator and say that I know and that I can make these decisions. Well, then that's not doing the job right. that you have been entrusted to do by the people who voted you into office. But yes, because you're saying that. But Brian, eventually, you are going to have to be part of the of the of the people that make that decision. Eventually, you're going to have to say we are past this and we are taking those powers from the governor, and we're going to make these decisions. You can't always say that. COVID is making the rules or COVID is deciding where we go from here because in actuality, it's not. In reality, it is somebody is making the rule. It is a person. In this case, it's the governor who is making these rules. And are we listening to the experts? I'm not sure the person next to the governor who he was leaning on for advice on whether it's going to be vaccinated inside those Broadway theaters when they reopen, uh, what exactly the rules are going to be. It wasn't uh, Howard Zucker. It wasn't somebody from the health department. It was Robert Mojica, who is not a doctor unless you count the doctorate that he got from the Albany Law School. He's the state budget director. So I'm not sure if uh, we really have anybody who is uh, making these decisions on, and especially, like we started, big picture scenario. When you take all of this into account, you have a big outdoor event, 50% capacity, and we're also going to say that you can go indoors 100% uh, two weeks later. It's you're looking at these one individual issues and you're thinking that makes sense. The big picture. I mean, it's all not only confusing, but it is something that I think should make everybody say, what are what is going on with these rules and why are we so out of line right now? with what's going on around the country. Exactly. And I'd love to talk to a doctor. I'd like to find a doctor who said, you know, those two rules make sense. 50% at the fair. But, you know, in two weeks, all those vaccinations we could get, we can put 100% at a Broadway show. I think the New York Fair would be the symbol, Brian, of we're back to 100% starting with the New York Fair. I think that would be a great message. Uh, Apparently, Broadway is going to take the... uh, Take the first 100%. I think the Blue Jays in uh, Buffalo would be a good for you know, oh, that June. Would be, that would be great. <laughs> that Don't would get be me nice wrong. Too. Um, we'll be back with uh, more BMAS and Beamer. Also, another chance to win some tickets to go see Eric Church later this year on WBEN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. It is Beamaz and Beamer on a Friday, kicking off the weekend. Right now, we have a special treat. If you missed the 906 giveaway, we've got another Eric Church giveaway. 6449875, caller number three, a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Eric Church, the Gather Again Tour, Saturday, September 25th, this year, 2021, at KeyBank Center, courtesy of Messina Touring Group. And if you don't win, Tickets go on sale in 23 minutes at ericchurch.com. There you go. Win them before you can buy them right here on WBEN. Awesome giveaway all week long. And uh, thanks to everyone who called in and won. It's it's Hope- so exciting. Hopefully you can see each other there. And, it's the uh, Gather Again Tour. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. So over uh, this week, the governor extended... Many COVID orders, nearly 180 executive orders relating to the pandemic that were set to expire yesterday. But uh, no major announcement was uh, had, no reasoning uh, given they were extended through June 5th, extended another month. Uh, The governor has to give five days notice to the legislature before extending or modifying any of these orders. But um, we're just kind of assuming that that happened because that notice is not made public. The administration says that that's happening and those letters are given to, uh, you know, anyone. And and it is interesting when you look at when this happens. Uh, For example, this happened about a month ago. Well, yeah, almost exactly a month ago. And we were talking about the food with alcohol, right? We thought it had passed. Well, we thought it was not going to be extended. Uh, Lo and behold, it does get extended. And what I saw um, and was forwarded to me was that there was no objections in the legislature. No one wrote in to object at all to that being extended. Uh, Nobody raised any hands. Yet, just a couple of weeks later, the legislature votes to repeal that (laughs) in their first time ever taking action on one of these executive orders. Yet two weeks earlier, nobody thought that there was anything wrong with this enough to uh, stop that from being extended by the governor. Now, you know, I'm, I'm not a politician, but wouldn't it be easier to not extend his executive orders and take control of each thing yourself instead of having to gather and having to vote one by one to repeal if you want to repeal in review? Wouldn't it be just easier to start taking the control back? I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, um, again, I'm not a politician. That's just what would seem to make sense to me. Well, I, I think in what you're seeing here is 
it goes back to what we've heard over and over, and we played uh, with you before. Our Mike Baggerman caught up with Karen McMahon, Assembly member. We've heard it from a ton of lawmakers in the Assembly of just this idea of, and it's not just uh, state lawmakers, it's uh, people in uh, city government. It's county government. This idea of defer, defer, defer. You know, you're asked a question about a certain thing, does this make sense? Why don't you speak up and try and change it? Well, we'll defer to uh, the experts. We'll defer to the state, to uh, the county health department, to the state health department, to the governor himself. I don't want to speak up. Even though that interview starts with listing some of these restrictions, listing what you pointed out, Joe, that you can have on one Sunday a huge event outdoors but it has to be at 50% uh, capacity. And then two weeks later, you're allowed to have 100% inside of a tiny box theater on Broadway. And that doesn't make sense. It starts off with a lawmaker saying that doesn't make any sense. Well, are you going to do anything about it? Well, no, I I'm not going to personally do anything about it. I'll defer, defer, defer to somebody else. It realizing that you're deferring to whoever made this rule in the first place that you say doesn't make sense. And I'd like to know the expert that said you buying food with your drink was actually helping stop the spread of COVID-19 because the legislature did let that go on until they repealed it a few weeks ago. I mean, it, it's so where's that expert. You have to take the broader look. And we were, we were hearing about pilot programs the budget director of all people of the state is talking about how this is going to be implemented in a safe way. And not a doc. The budget director is talking about this. And he's mentioning, well, we're going to do pilot events, you know, throughout and gather just to gather information on how this works. As if we're Einstein at the chalkboard to try and work out the equation. Here's the thing. The hard work has kind of been done for you. Right. Because if you look around the country, you don't need to do pilot events. You can just look at what happened. In other states where there have been events like this, indoors and outdoors, some with smaller capacity, some with completely packed stadiums. We heard a lot of people talk about the Texas Rangers when they had a near sellout for opening day. And we didn't hear a lot since. And what do we know by not hearing a lot since? That it probably worked out pretty okay. That there wasn't a big spike because if you have everyone all the way up to the president saying that it's irresponsible, Neanderthal thinking, you would think that if something bad happens, there would be a follow-up to that. Front page news. And there wasn't any follow-up. Tonight, 41,000 sellout crowd in Atlanta to see the Braves and the Phillies. So, yeah, that's Atlanta. They're uh, reducing their capacity restrictions, the Atlanta Braves. And I believe later on this month, the soccer team that plays where the Atlanta Falcons do. Yes. Uh, and they actually get bigger crowds than the Falcons. They're doing the same thing. So we'll see large crowds there as well. And that's a, an indoor-outdoor thing. The, this is going to be done in Atlanta. Here we're talking about, you know, some sections can be 100%. If you're va you still have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated and in your vaccinated-only section. So we know exactly where you're sitting if you're vaccinated. But you still have to wear the mask outside. And in other states, they're opening it up. They said, okay, you've had the opportunity to get the vaccine. We're going to open up. And if you haven't gotten the opportunity to get the vaccine, we're going to open this up. And if you want a vaccine, 
It'll hey, be there. Yeah, as soon as you cross through this gate, you can go see, uh, you know, whoever, right? They're giving, is that what the they're Braves doing? The Braves are going to have vaccinations available at the game. So like Brian said, it could be the guy that's bringing your drink. Is that going to work? Is it like, do we have the cone head out there? Like, hot dogs, Coors Light, Moderna. It's, you know, one of each. One's free. The other's uh, 1850. Uh, it's just going to be a little difficult because unlike the beer, I'm not sure you can pass that to the person in the middle of the section. Yeah. <laughs> you have to get in line. You have to really trust the person next to you to uh, put that shot in. I don't think that's how they're giving it. I'm sure they've got some uh, professionals there, but that's what they're doing there. In Minnesota, they have outlined a timeline for ending restrictions. And listen to this. This is their governor, Tim Waltz, who kind of outlined what's going to happen over the course of the next month or so. So starting today, the state has removed limits for outdoor dining, events like uh, fairs, parades, anything outdoors. A mask order outdoors will not exist anymore, except if you're at a venue with more than 500 people. So if you're at a baseball game, outdoors in a twins game in minnesota the mask mandate still stays on closing times uh, for bars restaurants all that's lifted as of today in that state later this month on the 28th so just before memorial day any remaining outdoor limits and indoor activity restrictions will end the mask wearing requirement will end on july 1st at the latest it will end sooner if 70 percent of People 16 and older in Minnesota have received at least one vaccine dose, which could happen as early as uh, really June, a month from now. But if it doesn't happen at July 1st, that's going to come off as well, and the state will be fully reopened. It's perfect. There's an incentive in there because people now are asking the question, why am I going to get the shot? I saw someone on Facebook put, I had a bad reaction to the first shot. I'm not going to get the second shot. What do I gain by it? Minnesota's saying, hey, you want to get rid of, mag, uh, of masks? You can wait till July 1st, or if you just go get that first shot, maybe we can lift those masks even even sooner. I mean, it's an incentive. It's a timeline. And it's not a timeline that's all over the place, unlike New York State. And unlike Washington, D.C., which now you're allowed to go get married, but you can't stand <laughs> or dance the entire service. Yeah. Um, well, it, and it's something that I think if you lay it out, it makes sense to a lot of people. It doesn't sound, it's not, it's not something that is jarring. Like when you have uh, an announcement that Texas made uh, now going back over, well over a month ago, that they're taking off the mask mandate, they're, they're taking off these mandates, that is jarring. And you've seen the results as cases have gone down in Texas. So, you know, there's a, a positive right there. But Announcing everything's ending at once, you know, before other states do it, it's definitely something that's going to grab headlines. Maybe you agree with it. Maybe you don't agree with it. And it's definitely a divisive thing like that. Here you have, it's a measured approach. It's happening over the course of a couple of months and then maybe more for this one last thing. And maybe it's less. It's based on dates. It's based on vaccination rates. It gives people an idea that they are going to be able to return to a normal life, that they're going to be able to get out of this. Because I think in what I'm sensing amongst uh, pretty much everybody that I'm talking to is the fear around COVID right now 
in this area is not so much about the virus. Right. The fear around COVID is not, I'm going to catch COVID, especially because most of the people I know have gotten the vaccine or have had the opportunity to get the vaccine or have had COVID at some point over the last year. Most of the fear around COVID right now amongst people that I know in this area is not with the virus. It's, am I going to be allowed to return to normal life? Am I going to be allowed to have the things that, for some people, make their lives enjoyable and worth living? And not only that, I do think once we get back to that normal, it's going to be, when can I feel comfortable being back to normal, that I know this won't reverse. But Brian, also you look at the Minnesota, yes, the vaccination rate, but that July 1st date tells me that in Minnesota, everyone has the opportunity to get a vaccine by July 1st. That also played into the timeline, something we haven't seen considered in the timeline for New York State yet. Well, you have to think that everybody here does have that ability. If we're talking in New York City about taking these vaccine doses and giving them just to visitors, which I can't imagine, because there is a little bit of a side effect to the vaccine the next day, I can't imagine on your vacation you're going to New York City and you'd want to, like, that's that's when you want, I, I think at some other point you'd want that, but that would tell you that there is that ability over here, and they do have these numbers that they can go by, and you do have things like this game that's going to take place with a full crowd of spectators to look at. There's no need to run these pilot programs to see what's going to happen over here to scold somebody for having a 3% positive test result rate uh, when you know that there is still a virus uh, circulating around. So 3% of people who get a COVID test who have a reason to are testing positive. Zero is ideal, but 3% is not that bad with how viral this thing has been over the last year. There is so much to look at that's being ignored when it comes to making these decisions. And what we heard again today and in that interview uh, that Mike Baggerman had with yet another state lawmaker who says, I don't want to make that decision. I know that I was voted in to help make these decisions, to help take in information and uh, use that information as best I can to make that risk-reward calculus of what's best for society, but I'm choosing not to make that decision. And, and you know, uh, again, I will claim that sometimes my thoughts are wrong, but I would think as more and more people get vaccinated, isn't it just make sense that the testing's going to be a higher number because less people are getting tested? If you're vaccinated, there aren't as many tests. If you're vaccinated and you feel a little sick, you're probably not going to go get a test unless it's mandated for what you're doing. So I would think naturally, less people getting tested, and remember, if you get tested, you have a feeling that you might be sick, I think you're going to see naturally a little spike in numbers just because of the lower testing. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I would see something like that. Well, it's, you know, more and more uh, people across the country have things to look forward to. Um, and here in New York State, we don't have them. We don't have that date. We don't have even a metric or a finish line. We hear, you know, herd immunity that depending on who you ask, who might be in a position to make a decision, it's either what we're waiting for it's or it's something that will never happen, uh, according to what you know headline you read over the last year. There is nothing in terms of uh, a vaccination rate, uh, what percentage of people. There's been nothing given out, and we are kind of left here as the people wandering around here in New York 
as some of the only people in the country increasingly having no idea when this is going to be able to come to an end. We have one thing to look forward to, Brian. The next Cuomo press conference. That's that's every you know, eleven <laughs> thirty. Um, that is uh, you know, mark on your. You calendar. hope that you hear an extension. You hope you hear uh, another timeline that might bring things closer. Uh, that's that's what we have to look forward to. Well, I started the show by talking about my little uh, annoyance. Oh yes. Um, I can. Oh, I didn't see this on the back. I can dispute the uh, toll bill. Say that it's not. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'll, well I'll, I like uh, how they put on there place stamp here yeah. instead of the state buy, paying for the stamp. I didn't. I didn't know where the stamp went, but that, that's uh, my little annoyance. You have your own little. Annoyance. I do, Brian. I, I couldn't believe this. You really? When I uh, saw you post this on Facebook. So or, this is something that's always bothered me, uh, and you know, not something I thought much about, but planning a wedding, and there is something, and I just don't get it. And maybe you can tell me why the tapping of your glass at a wedding. When the couple's walking around, so the couple has to kiss each other. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't see what's what's so it's wrong. It's annoying. With it. It's annoying. I feel like usually I'm the thing. I'm the person who's hating on things, and now it's it, you. It, it just it, it makes no sense. Like, hey, you know, it's it's our big day. We're having fun. I gotta I gotta listen for someone to tap their glass, and then I have to go find my significant other to give her a kiss. That is dumb. If anyone does that at my wedding, they're getting escorted out. There's, See, there's only, here's here's what's there's happening. There's only two Joe. exceptions. There's only two exceptions. Okay. Brian, because you're the best man, you can tap your glass. I'm not gonna kick you out. And her matron of honor can tap the glass. Those are the only two people. They're allowed to tap glasses. By you saying this, all you're going to get on your wedding night. Is glasses no. tapping, and I'm going to tell everybody. No, no, like, no, no, hey, no. <laughs> keep it tapping. That's it, that's going to be your slogan. It's 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 one of those traditions I just don't get. It doesn't make any sense. When I'm at other people's wedding, it it, it annoys me. I, I get that cringe look on my face. I don't think uh, it happens that often to be that upset about. It it's happened. like a little bit during dinner, but like yeah. that's it. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm not going to say the person's name on because they might be listening. But there was one wedding where it happened. In excruciating amount of times, and I think that's when I developed this hatred for it. Uh, it was about six or seven years ago, and I still think when I think of weddings, I think of sitting there and this person next to me tapping their glass, and me seriously wanting to take the glass and throw it against the wall. It, it, it and it's been since then. It's just one of those little things when it happens. I get that 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 this cringe feeling. You're opening yourself up in ways that I just never. I don't think it was going through your head when you made that post earlier this week on Facebook. I didn't think I'd get any comments disagreeing with me. I mean, <laughs> I, I, even people who do agree with you are going to see that, and your wedding is just going to become glass-tapping heaven. Uh, I hope not. I really <laughs> hope not. It's 100% going to happen. I, you know, May the 4th in tapping your glass at a wedding might are up there. Might be the two most annoying things. And I understand this is coming from someone who is a very annoying person, so I, I don't really have much room to talk. But <laughs> those are things that just... I, I, yeah, if I were to look at you, I'd be like, Joe is probably the person right. who's most likely. <laughs> like, you take a picture of the room, who's most likely to be tapping their glass all the time during a wedding? It would be you. No, I, I just, I, I, I don't get it. And again, going back to the wedding where it really started annoying me. You showed up to my wedding, you were wearing a cotton candy suit. Uh, exactly. I look at you I in the crowd, I said, that's the glass tapper in the room. I, I, didn't, ta <laughs> I didn't, didn't or wouldn't tap my glass once.
I liked that suit. I wish I, I, I wish I could wear it again. I don't fit into it right now. I that's thought that was your wedding. That's a different story. I'm wearing it. <laughs> All right. I'm wearing it. <laughs> I, I it just... I don't get the tradition, and I don't get wanting the couple to have to run all over the room to find each other, to kiss each other. Hey, you saw it at the altar. Okay, let us have fun. We're, we're, we're having a party, all right? There's going to be adult beverages flowing. I don't, I don't want to have a, a mission because someone decided they were going to tap it's their glass. You, to go on. you act like it's the hardest thing in the world. Today, it's, it's, you know? it's just, it's, it's, it, I find it to be quite dumb. I know a lot of people find things I do in my life to be dumb. If you're not I'm near your saying, wife, you can, you know, on the cheek. You'll lay one on me if uh, the, it All right. happens. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's, uh, problem solved. All right. So there's our uh, little annoyances uh, beginning and end of the show. Hey, if you want Eric Church tickets uh, this week, congratulations. And, yeah, hope uh, to see you there. And glad to see that some things are kind of going forward with their plans. Uh, I know we've been giving away Genesis tickets for around that same time period. Uh, full arena, and let's hope we get there. And if you missed out on Genesis, you have one more chance this afternoon with Bowerly. But if you want to buy tickets, they go on sale at noon. Eric Church tickets go on sale in four minutes at ericchurch.com. Don't miss Hardline on Sunday. And Brian, you and I will be back here on Monday. I'll see you then. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.